Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Data Indoors November Tech Talk. I am Kirsten Burke, and I am joined, as always, uh, by Shaheen Cruz, uh, Data Indoors Chief Technology Officer and Chief Information Security Officer. Hi, everyone. Good morning, Shaheen. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning, everyone. Um, we're excited to be here with you this morning and are using a little bit of the holiday, where we are in the holidays, uh, to, to theme out our, our talk today. Um, Thanksgiving, Friendsgiving. Um, we've been having a lot of conversations um, in, the, in the course of our history, but, but even more recently now um, with our managed services, with managed services providers. So, um, you know, we've, we've had previous tech talks about what's the difference between a managed service provider and a managed security service provider. But what we really want to talk about today is the struggle that we're finding um, our partners, our managed security partners, go through. Um, interestingly enough, we spend a lot of time talking about our customers and about the end customer um, organizations and how they're struggling with security. But managed MSPs are struggling as well. And a lot of the same reasons, a lot of the same things that um, affect our end customer affect MSPs as well. And so we just wanted to talk a little bit today and we call it Friendsgiving because um, MSPs are, are an extension of our service. Um, you know, we help them get broader security services out to their customer base. And so we first kind of wanted to acknowledge them and to say thank you for your partnership, but we also wanted to really talk about some of the things that are afflicting them and challenging them and how we've really tried to come alongside them and um, help them raise the bar for security, not only for themselves, but help them raise the bar for security for their customers. So Shane, I'll let you lead off a little bit. Yeah, the, um, the, the reality is um, when the, there was no MSP environment or concept um, back in you know early 2000s, 1999, 2000, Kirsten and I had the privilege of starting being at the edge of creating that space for MSPs and, and creating a lot of subscription computing and technologies. And the concept was simple. It's, it's the idea of creating a centralized IT environment, but instead of for one company, for many companies and leveraging the scale of that centralized IT organization. And you know, today, fast forward to today and MSPs are second nature. Mm -hmm. Many people don't even consider doing IT themselves. They have MSPs doing it for them. And it's because of that scale. It's because of the scale of resources. So having to hire one IT person or two IT people uh, for a company that's 100 seats is, uh, is, you know, some of the time those people are going to not work. They're not going to do anything. Um, when you scale up even bigger than that, it starts to get to a point where your IT team is becoming an organization of its own. And it takes a lot of time and energy in the constant refilling of staff because that first level help desk and user support function is the biggest turnstile in our industry uh, for turnover. So given that that concept of the MSP is the centralized IT organization, but one that can be leveraged across multiple companies, it has the same problems that any IT organization has. Mm -hmm. It's still dealing with all of the tools and technologies and processes and procedures and staffing that everybody does. What, what MSPs do is shield their customers from a lot of that pain 
by helping to select, helping to pick the right tools, helping the hiring and managing that whole turnover process, putting solid process together and training together so that new people come in and they can hit the ground running. Now, 20 years ago, security was something that was part of everything we did. It was a part of the IT organization. Fast forward to today, and we have entire nation states that are attacking other nations and companies trying to get access to anything they can to A, uh, take money from people, B, uh, espionage, C, try to impact the economy. There's lots of factors that are coming in that has made the new world battlefield cyber. And so as a result, we've had to create our own cyber armies, which are the MSSPs and security organizations out there. And that's why the the charge of the CISO has increased and they have board visibility and report to CEOs now instead of to CIOs. So there's a lot of changes in the industry that have happened because of the security landscape in general. So what's the challenges in context of security on top of the challenges in context of IT? There's 3000 security vendors out there that are constantly knocking on your door and saying, hey, our tool is better than their tool. You should look at our tool. And it takes a full-time job to do the due diligence, to do the POCs, to do the evaluations. And while the analysts do their best to give us some information, while the um, uh, there's some security shootout firms out there that will give us their best in terms of doing shootouts and giving visibility into what tools are most effective, at the end of the day, you still have to take the time to evaluate it yourself to see if it really works rather than just in a lab. Um, that's where we come in. We've created a set of, we've taken that concept of MSP and re-imagined um, it as security, focused on security and only security. And what we've created is a set of tools to help not just our end customers, but our MSP partners so that they can put energy into maintaining the health of the organization from a support perspective, maintaining the infrastructure of the organization from an IT perspective, and then having the comfort that there's a team of 24 by seven seasoned security analysts with the best in class tools to monitor the environment for threats that are trying to take advantage of that environment. So it's the, the, the struggle is real. It's, and we're all dealing with it, no matter whether we're the end customer, we're the IT service provider, we're the tools provider who is you know, one of those 3000 vendors that are talking, security is real for everybody. And doing security right is not rocket science. It's just art. It's it takes time. It's time consuming. Anybody can do what we do, and I've I've been saying that for twenty years. Anybody can do what we do. We just have taken the time to build the processes, the resources, the training, the support models, all of that to make sure we are ensuring solid security for our customer base. Well, and I think. When you think about the the charter of an MSP or maybe how they got started, right? We talked about kind of our our history, but you know, a lot of these folks maybe started as a reseller. Um, they were very you know vertically focused or industry based, um, or maybe they were to your point, you know, break fix help desk. Um, and as you look at how the market moves, right, they've got a very solid relationship with their customer, right, and so. 
they are a trusted resource. There's someone who's there to, to, your, to your point, fill in the gap. And so where is it that you turn as a customer? The first place you turn when you're thinking, oh my gosh, I'm hearing all this stuff about security or you know, all my folks are now distributed, what do I do? And so a lot of times, like you said, these folks are the front line or the, the first line where they go and say, hey, can, can you do this for us? Mm -hmm. And I think um, for these MSPs, as they're trying to scale, as they're trying to grow, as they're trying to add differentiation or, or new customer value, right? The first thing you're going to do is when customers start asking, you know, how quickly can I do this? How effectively can I do this? And so having to go build it yourself, just like our customers, having to go build it, having to go staff for it. Um, is a heavy lift. And is that where you want to draw your resources? Because that could pull away from your customer focus. That could pull away from some of the other things you're doing. Um, so, you know, we're really helping MSPs accelerate their entry into the security space, as well as ensure that what they're bringing on is going to fill and strengthen that posture in a way that it would be very hard for them to do on their own in the same time span. Exactly. It's, um, you know, the if you look at the MSP space, the MSP space, a large majority of MSPs did come from the reseller uh, path and their DNA is to sell the customer the technology and then manage it. Mm -hmm. And um, that doesn't work in security because not, the security tools are constantly changing. If you have a good monitoring tool for network monitoring or a remote management tool or a patch management tool, those tools change from time to time. But uh, endpoint security specifically has changed so drastically in the last 20 years that um, I would say that I have used almost every single endpoint security technology starting from you know the early days of McAfee and Symantec to today where traditional antivirus just doesn't work. And if you stuck with what you picked, uh, and if you continue to recommend what you pick, there's a challenge of managing that. But even more so, if you're recommending a tool to a customer, they buy it and they buy a three-year license for it. And then a year later, you realize that tool is not effective and you need to implement a new tool. Now, all of a sudden, you have to go back to that customer and say, I know you have two more years of license left, but this is a much better tool. And you're going to have customers that have the new tool and the old tool. And if it ends up being three generations, you got three tools to manage. That is the world we completely help them avoid right. because our security platform are, is really designed to be, um, uh, it's an OEM approach to the vendor relationships. So it's designed to include the licenses, the technologies that uh, the, the end user and the and the end user partner, the customer, the MSP, take advantage of without having to do the due diligence around selecting the tool, around changing the tool, around getting everything up to speed, and that's a huge, sure. huge lift in terms of the effort that our teams have to do in the architecture and design. Well, and back to when you were saying they're managing, they they the end customer purchased the tool and they're managing it, so whenever that happens, if they are recognizing this isn't the best tool, if the customer doesn't switch that out, right? They're they, stuck with it. Well, not only are they stuck with it, but if it's not the best tool, they're more likely to have harm happen. And that blows back 
to the MSP, right? Because you were managing it, what happened? Mm -hmm. So that's not the place where you want to get into debate with the customer. We told you to get rid of the tool and pointing fingers. So, right. you know, you're- Especially when you sold them the tool to begin with. Exactly. So so it, it, it helps resolve a lot of that stickiness that comes um with with being in that kind of tool factory mentality yep. um the other thing you mentioned too and you know it's interesting i i looked at a bunch of different reports just taking a look at what what are msps dealing with these days and and obviously one area is automation right so whether it's security whether it's break fit you know whatever it is that they're doing how do i scale and how do i um, how do I accelerate some of the services or some of the intelligence so that I can then redeploy my people on the right things? And, um, and so automation obviously is something that is key for them. What processes can I automate? What, um, you know, what monitoring services can I automate? Maybe you can talk a little bit about how that automation plays into really helping those MSPs up their game. Yeah, the automation has come to mean a lot of things mm -hmm. over the years. Um, in, in the early days, automation was about onboarding or offboarding. Um, as we moved forward, it shifted to what is today called DevOps, which is automating the creation of infrastructure and the repeatability or treating infrastructure as code so that you can manage configurations more easily. The um, there's now there's um, over the last, I would say, five years, DevSecOps has started to step up and be more, not so much the provisioning of security, but the automation around response to security incidents. So there's a lot of names for it. There's SOARS, there's DevSecOps, and it's about not just deploying security, but it's about managing what happens when something happens mm -hmm. and automating the response to when something happens or automating the triggering of mm -hmm. investigations so that you don't have to have, you know, 80 humans to be able to identify and threat hunt and find problems in the environment. Um, to, to build a SOC is expensive. It takes a lot of human resources and training. And for us, a analyst can't operate for two months from the time they're hired. And that's assuming they have three years of experience mm -hmm. before they even started with us at a minimum. And so, you hire someone and they can't add any value to the team for two months. And then once they hit the ground, they are the junior resources and they have to grow and they have to get their skills and you teach them how to threat hunt and continue to do things like that. So if you take that notion of the effort it takes to just get to a point where you have people, people can't possibly scale without what today we're calling, I like to call it augmented intelligence instead mm -hmm. of artificial intelligence. Um, so it's deep learning, machine learning, a lot of correlation mm -hmm. rules, and where you create those correlation rules. You can't rely on the vendor. Right. There's right. rules and configurations and um, additional machine learning in our platforms that none of the vendors implement on their own. And we we often have dialogues with our vendors saying, you're not catching this. We've created rules to do it. Why don't you make it standard? And they're like, we, well, that's not something that makes sense. And in reality, it's protected many of our customers. We see an attack in one customer. We implement all of the IOCs for that attack in a monitoring mode in our endpoint tools, in our SIM, in our, all of the correlation rules that find and determine threats. So if we see it in any customer, it pops an alert and we deep dig deeper and we create 
automated responses, so isolation of systems, isolation of networks, and all of those things have to come together across the portfolio of tools. We've, we've got the same problem any organization does. We have 30 products in our technology stack. Managing 30 consoles is hard, so how do you get that level of integration by all of these correlation rules that we're talking about? We, you have to integrate the data so the data is coming into a central source. You have to process the data centrally. You have to be able to identify threats that are coming in from multiple sources and correlate those so that they all line up and say, that is an attack on this particular system right now. Mm -hmm. um, and ultimately, our goal is to take six months of dwell time down to six minutes. And that's a huge step way forward for any security organization. Sure because um, I can't tell you how many times we've gone in a customer and done incident response and the hacker wasn't there five minutes ago and started the attack. They've been there for right. four to six months. Right, right. So it's interesting when I hear you talk about that, right, and the automation and all the different um, capabilities that that affords. Um, traditionally, um, MSPs are really responding kind of break-fix mode, right, or, or responsive or reactive. And so I think one of the big changes or one of the big um, maybe process changes that goes on is, you know, how do we get in front of these issues, right? So um, help desk, right? Something's broken, I call the help desk or, or whatever it is where I am responding to a customer issue. And so really um, infusing that MSP culture and process and um, just operating in a, in a realm where they can get in front of the customer issues we go back to, they're all about the customer, right? All about the customer relationship, all about differentiating themselves and their services. And it would seem to me that that proactive ability would be very beneficial to an MSP coming in and either trying to get a net new customer or trying to um, upsell or extend the services they've got inside an existing customer. Right. There's um, the... Uh, I, I attend a lot of um, MSP industry conferences to understand what our partners need and how they how they can advance their security postures and improve what they bring to the market. And the common theme these days is to separate the technology stack from the security stack mm -hmm. um, or call it advanced as opposed to security, whatever the case is. But there's a lot of guidance by the uh, the mentors in the in the managed services space to the MSP owners around doing that separation and not just including it. And part of that is if you just include it in the services you bring to market, it becomes really hard to identify what you're doing and it allows the customer to think they need to do something for it. Whereas if you separate it out into an advanced technology stack, which is focused on security and the standard technology stack, which is focused on support and infrastructure, then you have the ability to say, we cover you with the advanced stack for all those things you're evaluating right now. Um, whereas if you're just doing IT, a new CISO that comes into that organization can very easily say, um, IT is not enough, we need to do more. Mm -hmm. and, and so it gets obfuscated too many layers down. So our, our, our real um, ability to help in terms of that differentiation is to say, it's very distinct set of services and tools that we take to market that align with all the industry acronyms that are out there right now. And our MSP partners have the ability to just grab those and run with them and white label them as their own services so that we become the OEM to them and we become an extension of their security 
of their team as their security organization. And and as as far as our mission is simple, it's um, I, we you know I've said this before. We didn't want to become an ambulance chaser and chase after the incident response. We want to prevent it from ever happening. And our goal is to get out in front of as many companies as possible. And one of our best paths is through our MSP partners. Well, I think that that leads me to kind of the final uh, the final point that that I had thought about was. Clearly, just like with an end user organization with MSPs, it's finding the right partners. So who do I work with? What tools do I buy? Um, who's synergistic with, with how I do business and, and you know the outcomes that I need? You know, who really helps me get there cost effectively, quickly, all of that kind of stuff. So in in all that you've said, you know, if you were to summarize in you know one or two minutes. Um, for organizations, for MSPs looking to find the right partner, how would you recommend they evaluate um, how to really either start net new with security services or to extend and what should they look for in a partner to, to be able to, to so do this well? Just to clarify, your, your question is around what MSPs should be looking for or what the end customer prefer. MSPs. Um, the... There's a lot of, um, I've had many conversations where MSPs will come to me and say, I can use the same tools you mm -hmm. do and build what you have. And, and the short answer is that's true. Like I said, given time, money and resources, anybody can do what we did. It's not, it's not magic, it's not rocket science. Um, it does lack experience. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, my team, uh, I would say my leadership team in the technical security space, has over 20 years of experience building managed security products and services that we take to market. So this is not something that we just decided, security sounds cool, let's do that. Mm -hmm. This is what we've been doing for an entire career. And uh, um, many of them have worked with me for many years. Many of them have gone off and worked for massive organizations doing security for them and come back. And that experience is what determines all those correlation mm -hmm. rules and automation and what needs to happen. What's the processes that should be there? What happens when a customer calls and they're being hacked? How, how do we jump in and how? All those factors are, in many cases, when you're building it, things that you learn in the middle of the fire and sometimes you get burned. And we avoid all of that because it's literally pulling arrows out of our quiver that we've had for decades. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, when you're looking to partner with somebody, you can go to the vendors and the vendors talk a very compelling game. Many of the vendors say we have 24 by seven monitoring of our tool. It's very myoptic, it's focused on the tool. And like I said, we have many of those vendors that don't do half of what we do on top of the tool. They're, they're literally deploying the tool, feeling like they've created an amazing tool. There's nothing more they need to do. It does all the great magic. We're just gonna put some people in front of it for you. That's not enough. That never has been enough. And when when so you're when you're looking to answer the question specifically, when you're looking for a partner, the vendors aren't necessarily the right answer. Looking at somebody who's built a security program that you can latch on to that has 24 by 7 operations, that has this security depth in the industry that has been doing this for a long time. I'm not saying us, I, I am saying us, but let's let's just say that that doesn't appeal to you. Um, you should certainly be considering 
why would I pick one vendor because right. they all sound the same? Do I, you know, do I pick customer XYZ or ABC or DEF? They all have XDR. Why can't I just use one of their XDRs? They all have 24 by seven operations. Mm -hmm. Problem is which person is going to continue to be right. the best tool in the market because they leapfrog each other every week. Right, right. Well, and to your point, um, and we've, we've talked about this many times, right? There is no one silver bullet. Yep. So putting all of your eggs in that one tool basket or that one single vendor basket um, is, is risky because you're, you're maybe filling a gap here, but you know, correlation means pulling data from many places, right? If you've got the one tool, where, what are you using to correlate or how are you? Even if you have two or three, yeah. it's still not enough. Uh, the, uh, the one thing I would say, the biggest risk that is created for somebody who feels that the vendor is the right choice for partnership is if, you're, if you don't have 24 by seven security operations yourself, and you're relying on the vendor's 24 by seven security operations. And that vendor's technology gets leapfrog in a significant way so that they are no longer effective. How many of us have moved off of endpoint security tools to another tool? Now you have to find a new security vendor that has that 24 by seven operations and their operations are at least as good as the one you just left. Whereas if you pick a partner that's business is 24 by seven security operations and the tool selection mm -hmm. is isolated and separate from that, you don't have that problem. You never change the security staff. Okay. You're only changing the security tools. Right. So the vendor selection process is the easiest part of this thing in terms of building an operation. Building and maintaining and continuing to operate is what really distinguishes and, and differentiates an organization. Mm -hmm. So if there were an MSP out there today, you would just say, give us a call, check us out. Is there any, um, I don't know, any kind of evaluation that we could offer them that would be helpful? We can certainly, the, 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 we have a lot of evaluations for end customers, which we could run on any single MSP to give them an idea of what we do and how we take it to market. We, we have health checks for almost every service that we offer. And uh, those are complimentary, but more importantly, reach out to us and have a dialogue, talk about how we can integrate, how we can help enhance your security posture and what our channel program looks like in the context of helping you accelerate your security practice, but it's your security practice. We yeah. just become your team at that point. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you, Shaheen. Yeah. And um, thanks to all of you who are joining us. Um, to those MSP partners out there or maybe future partners. Um, we thank you for your business. We thank you for your partnership. And uh, in the spirit of our friends giving, um, we'll say happy Thanksgiving and we'll talk to you all next month.